Timmy. Hey, is this Mike? It certainly is. How you doing, pal? It's about that time of the month. Yes, sir. Get a call from Mike. Let's see. Talk about life. Let's see how's it, how you how you feeling tonight? I'm good. I'm good. Worked a little later than normal. Um, it's Friday. Late night uh, Friday. Late night record. Yeah. My niece turned two today, and uh, we're, um, I'm going down the shore because my brother lives there uh, tomorrow and we're having like a celebration they, they have all sorts of friends. So it's probably going to be like 30 plus people hanging out, celebrating Holy Taylor's shit. second birthday. Yeah. That's a hell of a turnout for a second birthday. Yeah, wonder, for sure. I wonder if I even had a second birthday party. I, I don't think I did, but I, I think they're also making up for lost time. Cause, uh, Taylor was born, April Fools, you know, this is 2020 when shit got shut down because of COVID. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. So she's truly a COVID baby, and they just haven't been able to do a lot of normal things with a child. Wow. <laughs> well, that's good. That'll be fun. Yeah. Where uh, Whereabouts at the shore? So they live in Longport, which I didn't even know existed until they lived there, and it's basically between... Ocean City, New Jersey, and Atlantic City. It's this tiny okay. little town. It's it's even. It, I should say it's between Ocean City and like Margate because it, going north you go Ocean City, Longport, then like Margate, Ventnor, AC. I think is how it goes. Okay. So it's this just tiny little portion south of AC. I like small beach towns. I like Ocean City, New Jersey too. Our friend Adam has a place there. Really? I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nice little trailer down there. Uh, I Yeah. I usually get down. I'm lucky enough to get down to this place like once a year. It's always a lot of fun. Hit the boardwalk, you know, eat some pizza. Don't Can't get any beers. It's a dry town. Oh. It is kind of an innocent town because of, I guess, being dry but that boardwalk is kind of iconic whether it's core brothers ice cream it's mac and manco pizza mm. it's jilly's arcade the amount of oh, money yeah. i poured into jilly's <laughs> i think that's the arcade we go to it's open like 24 hours it's open all year and their pinball is only 25 cents even for like brand new machines which is unheard of i'm a delaware beach guy i have been my whole life and uh their fucking pinballs like a dollar for three balls. It's it's uh, outrageous. Dang. And there's one summer they didn't even have any pinball. That what can you do? We're drinking a beer. I haven't had a beer in a while. I forgot how cold and delicious beer is. We had a good time uh, just a couple nights ago. Uh, we recorded on Com Majors. We did, and yeah. You had a tea, but then had a little booze on the side. Yeah, so I'm still taking nips of uh, Hennessy on the <laughs> Henny, maybe. I haven't never really drank cognac in my life, and uh, it's not bad. It's a little, little sweeter than than whiskey or bourbon, for sure. Uh, I like to have it with some ginger ale. If I have ginger ale, a drink called a Horse's Neck. I'm a big fan of a podcast called The Sloppy Boys, and uh, they're hook is every month or excuse me every week actually 
it's a tough podcast to be on. I think they have a new uh, drink, like mixed drink. Uh, so I learned a lot of mixed drinks there. And then usually uh, I'll hear I'll, I'll I'll hear about a drink, and then I'll hop. Uh, then like I'll see it on a menu at a restaurant, and then I'll grab it like uh, an Aerol Spritz or some shit I would never normally even uh, think about trying. And a lot of them are tough, <laughs> but, <laughs> but they're big fans of cognac, and so am I. I need another another uh, nip here. But that was a lot of fun being on com majors. It was it was uh, I was getting uh, flashbacks to Keenan's wedding with uh, the five of us uh, hanging out, talking about movies all night. You know, it was a lot of fun. It- yeah, I'm surprised that didn't come up in conversation, but I think we had to get down to business, talk about the movie we were talking about, because we could have relived Keenan's wedding for another hour, probably. For sure. It was late night. It was late on a weeknight. There was a kid's birthday party the next day. There's a lot of, uh, we had to get in and out, but that I'm sure that'll, that episode didn't come out yet, did it? I didn't see it pop up. No, I think they're usually like two weeks ahead. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it'll it'll either drop this upcoming week or the following. Yeah, um, look out for that. Com majors, or you could watch the video on their Facebook. That was cool. We were on Facebook Live. That was fun. True. It seemed they, like they had one uh, person watching that had some input mid episode, which is just kind of cool. You know, it feels like you're actually. Uh, a radio host in a sense absolutely you gotta be on you can't be fucking around and fucking shit up which by the way if you're recording this i'm I'm wearing the same thing i was wearing that night well nice. underneath i'm wearing a collar shirt but i just i just always have like a sweatshirt that i just wear for an entire week <laughs> interesting collar on that not a standard collar it's like a it's like a one quarter button up sweatshirt yeah, yeah. Yeah, what's that? What's that little brand you got there on the on the breast? Uh, it's Lehigh this was College. a hand me down. Yeah, Lehigh University, baby. Speaking of my brother, uh, he went to Lehigh and he handed me, handed down a bunch of clothes to me that I still have. <laughs> Very nice. Oh man, I'm sore today. Went to the gym, did a did a stupid stupid amount of leg exercises, and it, and like uh. I did the dumbass thing that I know better than to do. I did it two days ago with my chest, and then I did it today with my legs where I kind of, because I was kind of sick for a while, so I took some time off from the gym. So I did that dumb person thing where you go back, try to immediately make up for lost time by doing a stupid Mm -hmm. amount of exercise. So I'm feeling it right now, my chest, and I know tomorrow when I wake up, I just kind of felt it when I was walking down the steps. My legs are going to be hurting big time, which is, you know, fun because I have a job where I'm on my feet all day. But what can you do? Yesterday, there was a computer problem at work. So basically, I had to, uh, like, uh, I'm a receiver, so I have to do some some light computer work, but, uh, one of the systems was down. So basically I had to do this shit that is automatically done by the computer manually, which uh, is not difficult work, but it is time intensive. So I was sitting in the, uh, 
the back room on the computer for um, six hours entering shit into the computer. And uh, so I got to watch uh, the TV was on. And when I'm at work, I put on in the break room, I put on the Hallmark channel because I work overnight. When I when I start my shift, it's a block of Golden Girls, which I love, followed by a block of Frasier, which I love, followed by not a block, but two episodes of Cheers and then into a block of Reba, which I've never watched before. But just from watching it so much at work, I'm starting to get into. I'm starting to get the flow of the show, and Reba's funny. But That's a solid lineup. I like it's, it. It's so good, and uh, I was devastated during the Christmas season because Hallmark Channel does this dumb gimmick where all December long they just play their shitty Christmas movies 24 hours. So like, <laughs> I was so sad, and I was worried it wasn't going to come back. But January first. The block started, uh, and every episode started from the first, or every series started from the first episode. So it was like it was good to jump in, and now we're in the late stages. I just uh, last week there was an episode of Frasier on, and um, first of all, not enough is made about how hot the chicks are on on Frasier, that Frasier's wife. Daphne Moon, Roz, Roz is so bad, my God. But anyway, um, uh, there was an episode. Then after the episode, it was like this episode is dedicated to our friends, and it had a, a husband and wife's name. So I was, you know, I was on break, so I looked it up. It turns out they died in nine eleven, which is damn nuts. Also, I didn't. For whatever reason, it doesn't make sense in my head that Frasier was on in 2001. It's such like a, it feels like such a 90s show. It feels like all all sitcoms of that era stopped in 99 at least. You know what I mean? But yeah, I feel like when Frasier was like in, in its prime, Coach was also in its prime. Coach, and- yes. <laughs> yes. You know, there's like a certain lineup of shows that I just kind of associate with one another. So I totally get what you're saying that... Yeah, I just think 90s when I think Frasier. 100%. But that show's very funny. I like it a lot. I also like Coach. Um, but and it, So two episodes of Cheers came on, right? They were very Uh-oh. weird. The one episode was about skydiving. Like, uh, there was three different scenes when they were, all, like, they were on a plane. So you could tell it was like a late series episode where they're like running out of ideas. But this one episode came on, right? Have you did you watch Cheers at all? Uh yeah. Like I know the characters. I, I kinda know yeah. the premise. Not kinda, I know the premise. Like, right. So I've seen enough Cheers to know exactly go ahead. So anyone that doesn't know, it's uh main character is Ted Danson. Plays Sam. Who's uh head, head bartender. Yeah. Former like former uh Red Sox player, uh recovering alcoholic. Extremely has a wonderful tan. Tall, handsome Ted Danson in his prime, right? I want to say he's even like you know, uh, there are times that I feel like he's in an office doing finances, so he's more than just the bartender, yeah, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh he is a uh 
he's a dog. He's always trying to fuck everyone. He's a he's a nasty guy in in certain ways. But not oh, like- and which, by the way, like to give further context, like Frasier is a kind of a spinoff of Cheers because Frasier was one of the was a character our flies. Yes, like yes. He, he was there every, every episode. Yes, yes, yes. Along and- with Cliff and Norm, you know. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I can't think of her name, but his wife. Frazier's wife is on Cheers sometimes too, and she was hot back then. But uh, so this particular episode, right? They're at the bar, these bartending, and then Sam gets a phone call, and then he takes the call, and he's, and it's like some chick. We'll call her name was say Rebecca, right? And he's like, "Oh yeah, Rebecca, come on by." And then he's like talking to the guys. He's like, "Oh man, who is?" I don't remember who this Rebecca is. I've I've banged so many chicks. I can't I can't possibly remember Rebecca, but she's coming. I hope she's not ugly. <laughs> and then Rebecca shows up, right? And she's a babe. And uh and then he then he remembers that oh yeah, I remember Rebecca. I, I used to date I dated her for a while and she had a a like a a very young daughter at the time and we would take her to like the zoo and stuff. She was like three or something, right? Like a baby. And then the premise of this episode is Rebecca shows up uh, to rekindle the relationship and then her daughter shows up and her daughter is now, you know, 18 plus and very attractive. So the entire episode is Sam actively trying to fuck both Rebecca and her daughter who he knew when she was a baby and used to like babysit her and the entire episode he's she's calling him uncle sammy and uh oh boy and it's it's uh very nasty and and nobody at the like cliff and norm and cliff and norm kind of like live vicariously through sam uh, no one's nobody uh, was really like, "Hey, Sam, this is like super creepy." They're all kind of like, "Ah, oh, Sam, what if you get caught by uh, the mom trying to fuck the daughter?" And it's nasty and weird. But uh, the twist at the end is um, the chick, uh, the daughter, is like uh, gets married or something, and, and asks Sam to give her away. So. Sam agrees to give her away and not try to fuck her anymore. It's very weird. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, what can you do, right? You got to fill a, you know, shows like Cheers have uh, like 20,000 episodes. So you got to fill them up any way you can, I guess, right? Yeah, I I forgot that uh, Rhea Perlman, a.k.a. Carla. Carla. She's like a... Another bartender in the show that's fantastic. A ball buster. Totally. Yeah. Um, Woody Harrelson, obviously. But mm-hmm. then I forgot Kiersey Alley shows up. Yeah. 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 She was. This was a Kiersey Alley era episode. Okay. Who? She's very fucking funny on the show. I think she. She may be nuts now or something. I don't know. I feel like. Yes. She's, uh, I don't like to say all conservatives are nuts, but, you know, most of them are. <laughs> Just put her in the same bucket as, like, Kevin Sorbo. 
Oi, 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 oi. Okay. What a uh, what a fucking clown that dude is, huh? Like what? What your your all you ever did was play Hercules on. What channel did that show even come on? It definitely felt like WPN or WB. Yeah, right? like super low budget, bad, shitty show. <laughs> but Xena definitely is way better. Yeah, yeah, it was like Xena and 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 uh, Conan, and uh, I remember. When it first came on, my friend, uh, my my longtime friend Chris, who who's like lived right across the street, so we hung out all the time. He definitely had Conan toys and stuff. Like I guess there was a big uh, marketing push when it first came on, but that was a show I never ever fucking enjoyed watching because it even as a kid I like watching. I was like, this just seems cheap and bad or something. I don't like the way it looks. It looks terrible. I have no nostalgia yeah. for that show whatsoever. It it is very enjoyable for when Xena, uh, aka well, I should say Lucy Lawless, aka Xena, mm-hmm. does uh, show up on Twitter just to dunk on Kevin Sorbo. Oh, does she <laughs> do that? That rocks. Oh yeah, it's Good. fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's one of these fucking losers like him, Chuck Woolery. Uh, long-time game show host is one of these mm-hmm. these just absolute maniacs on Twitter that just totally like James Woods does it too. Just Ugh. just like their Twitter persona just ruins, and it's it's particularly shitty with James Woods because he's such a great actor and is in so many great movies, but just his his Twitter persona just just fucking ruins it all makes it i was gonna say the opposite though where like um well not kevin sorbo but kirstie alley like i i love her in cheers yes. i love her in um you know look who's talking yes yeah and now i'm blanking on there's there's some other things she's been hell uh fucking wrath of khan she's in she's in the best star uh star trek movie is she uh yes dude i've never seen that i gotta she's, watch that she's now. in vulcan uh she's She's just in her prime in Wrath of Khan. Like, that rocks. And and she's she's not like star of the movie or anything, obviously. You have William Shatner, but still she she's a core member of the team. But she she has plenty of roles that I think fondly uh about her. And to then see her Twitter persona being just a fucking lunatic is like crushing. Um, for sure. Whereas like James Woods, like the first thing that comes to mind is like his role in say contact and he is kind of like shitty towards Jodie Foster, the entire fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and, and I think that kind of goes to a lot of his roles he plays is kind of being the swarmy, I don't piece know. Of shit guy. Yeah. It yeah. Tur- and it turns out he's so good at playing that. Cause he is a piece <laughs> of shit. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, all right, that tracks that yeah. fits. Yeah, I, I can wrap my brain around that. <laughs> uh, casino, he's really good in Casino as just a total piece of shit. There you go. Yeah. Do you remember the movie For Richer or Poorer? No. This is Kirstie Alley and Tim Allen. Uh, uh, let me just read this for you. For Richer or Poorer is a 1997 great year american comedy film directed by brian spicer 
starring Tim Allen, Kirstie Alley as a New York socialite couple who decide to end their spoiled relationship. Oh, wait. This fucking... Uh, hold on. That doesn't even explain what's going on. But for whatever reason... I'm looking uh, at it on IMDb right now, and I recognize the like poster with Tim Allen with like a a pitchfork. <laughs> I forget exactly what happens, but they're fucking for whatever reason they live with Amish people. That's the whole mm-hmm. thing. They're like New York rich people that have to uh, live with Amish people for some reason. Maybe they're on the run from the law. But that was definitely a movie we rented as a new new release on tape from uh, the video store at the beach. Uh, Movie King, it was called, which is, uh, I love that place so much. But uh, don't remember much from it. Tim Allen's kind of a dickhead, too. Yep. Jumping back to what you said, though, about your your work situation, I, I feel like uh, so far with these episodes of Mike Calls Timmy, I just like ramble on about what's going on in my life, and I never really ask you about <laughs> how how it's going in the world of Michael Antonelli. <laughs> Pretty. So, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I'm uh, like I said, I was just sick. I had a cold, which you hate to have. And these days, you get a cold. You're like, uh, do I got it? Did I finally get it? Mm-hmm. I did not. Uh, I took it. I got those government rapid tests, which uh, I'm starting to think are all uh, they're just negative tests because they want us to get back to work. You know what I mean? They're all fake. <laughs> <laughs> interesting theory but no yeah uh no sick you know i'm doing all right i uh definitely want to get a new job i got i got a couple ideas of some things i can do and some things i want to do i just gotta do them it's very difficult though when you have a job that uh i don't hate my job you know what i mean so it's not like i'm so miserable every day that all i can think about is getting a new job but it's not uh it's tough it's tough to work overnight and um you kind of i don't know Your, your schedule especially is difficult but then when you're off the clock like you just you value your time to yourself so much more. And the last thing you want to do is to like immediately, I don't know, like jump into like LinkedIn and search for another job. Like you want to, you want to decompress, you want to like forget your day and, and do the things that you like in, in life. And I I hear you. Cause like I'm coming up on my year review at, you know, working this IT job Mm -hmm. and, I'm interested to see um, what what they have planned for me or what they have to offer. But uh, I think I've, I don't know if I've said it on this podcast yet, but Harrison and I now work for the same company. He's on a different help desk than me, but we, we talk about this all the time. And like, we're, we're, we're constantly like very fringe looking at other it jobs, even within the Westchester area that I live in. And yeah. there's like all sorts of jobs, like offering, the same um, benefits package, but more money, like just, I, I, you know, like th- there's just so much competition in this field, especially that 
it, it just would require a little bit of attention and time to probably jump ship. Yeah. Uh, but like, you know, I, I don't know how it is for, for you in particular. Like, what are you, what are you looking into? Uh, I'm, <laughs> I've been really honestly thinking about trying to get into the fucking post office. Okay. You know, fucking you put in 20 years at the post office, you get that government pension. That ain't bad. If I get in now, 20 years from now, I'm 55, retire, you know, as of now, you know, no kids, all that, uh, that seems, that seems doable. I get to wear a little uh, uniform, drive a little truck. You know what I mean? I could live that life. Well, in full circle back to cheers, you know, there was, uh, Cliff, you Cliff. know, yeah. the the postal worker, mm-hmm. like he was currently working, but like I I served at Appetites a couple of retired postal workers and it's it's a good gig. Mm-hmm. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh I just got to get off my ass and do it, you know what I mean? But you worry about certain things like uh, getting chased by dogs or you know, or some some uh, hot housewife tries to seduce me. I'm like, listen, lady, I'm married. <laughs> you can't be fucking doing this shit to me, capiche? But it's tough. I kind of, uh, I mean, you know what it's like. I mean, you had to bust your ass to get to uh, get um, the certifications necessary to become IT. But uh, you and I are both college dropouts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you kind of uh, paint yourself into a bit of a corner by not having. I don't have any sort of degree or anything. You know what I mean. So it's it's uh, it just kind of eliminates a lot of things that you could even apply for because for whatever reason they for me to work in uh, a certain field I need uh, you know a certain amount of credits of fucking a history class I took in fucking high school. You know what I mean? Some goddamn bullshit racket drives me nuts. Speaking of driving me nuts, fucking you don't, you don't, do you have any, I've been having it problems here, Timmy, and it's driving me nuts. I've, I've tried every fucking thing I've seen online on forums (laughs) and I can't crack this nut. I have a computer, right? I have a Mac, an iMac. Um, it's a couple years old. We got in like, we got the first pandemic summer, which would be 2020, right? And it will not shut down. When I, I, uh, oh yeah, you were texting us about this. Yeah. So when I'm done on the computer, I fucking close every open app. I unplug all the fucking peripherals everything and then when i i click shut down the screen like all the icons and stuff off the 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 screen go away then it's just the picture that's on the background and then it's Mm -hmm. just it just stays on that it uh it uh does not shut down it stays on that i can leave for hours and hours and hours and i'll come back and it's still the same screen and uh it's driving me nuts. I have to hold in the hold in the power button to shut it off, which from my understanding as a young person, it's not something you want to do all the time. 
I also don't want to just leave my computer on forever. And but also there's there's things like I'm trying to update the uh, the operating system, but to do that, it, the computer needs to restart, which it won't do, and it won't take with me doing it manually. You know what I mean? So I'm fucking trapped. And I go and I've I've tried all this shit, resetting this shit. I feel like the next step I have to do is like delete all the fucking applications I have on it. Take it back to square one and then try see if see if it's like some some app I have installed one for something that's interfering with it in some way. Which I don't know. I shut it. I make sure everything's shut down before I try to shut down the computer, and nothing's working. Tim, what the fuck can I do? Um, unfortunately, my expertise is not Mac. Right. Um. But it sounds like you've done all the things I would try to do. Um, also, good news. Harrison will be back with us on the East Coast in just another couple weeks here. Mm-hmm. So maybe he could take a crack at it. Crack at it. Like he, he's, he, he's always been like technically advanced, you know, be, beyond me. But he, he's also a PC guy true but I, I still think he has more knowledge about apples than i do um so yeah i mean maybe maybe he can take a crack at it i i, I really don't have any advice for you i'm sorry buddy it's all right i don't want to fucking haul my desktop computer to the fucking mall to the apple store you know what i mean like an idiot carrying around a computer i don't know what to do it's driving me crazy but it's like every day I've been like reading a new thing on the internet to try. Try it. It's so excited. Fart sound doesn't work. <laughs> God damn it. But hey. It's fucking April, baby. The Phillies are start recording. in a week. April full. Yeah, like the the baseball season, if things were to have gone as planned, would have been starting this weekend. Really? Yeah, because it, it's usually the the first. Uh, it's like the first week of April or around the first week of April that the MLB season normally starts. I'm fine with it starting later because, <laughs> like, I, I hate not hate. I just feel bad for like the Detroit Tigers playing in like 28 degree weather for their home opener or something. Right. It's like, I mean, even the Phillies and the, the Philly, True. Like, like, uh, you've gone to opening, opening uh, series games in your life. Mm-hmm. It sucks. <laughs> it's, it's really not enjoyable. <laughs> it is so cold. It's one of those things where it's like, I remember I've gone to, I still have a t-shirt from, 2010 i think opening night right then it's one of those events where from the time you get out of your car till you get back in your car you're fucking freezing cold and miserable i'm not one of these outdoor cold event guys i like to be warm baseball is supposed to be warm so like what's worse the the april game that's freezing and windy maybe even a little like shitty like 38 degree rain or the 
late July, early August, you're up in the like 700 level, just getting blasted by the sun. Mm-hmm. Like swamp ass is is just not even a proper term for it. Like you're just literally soaked. <laughs> Give me that swamp ass, daddy. Give me that okay. sun. I I <laughs> I love it. I I want all of that. And uh, and it, it seems like uh, you know. When it's hot like that, you can kind of go, when you go down to the concourse and stuff and you're like out of the sun, it seems like a respite from it. And you can drink, sure. drink some big ass cold $25 beers, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you got you got to definitely take a break and like take a walk for sure. Yeah, but, but when it's cold, no matter where you go in the building, you are cold. And, yeah. Uh, and it's it's like... I me personally I don't feel joy until I'm back in the car and it's been 10 minutes and the heat's finally blasting warm <laughs> <laughs> and I'm on my way home to uh lay in bed under 25 blankets. But yeah cuz cuz we're also not rich people that can fire up the car ahead of time oh, yeah. with like an automatic <laughs> starter or whatever yeah. so like no you just got to sit in the cold ass car like, maybe Maybe even rev the engine a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get it to warm up faster. <laughs> but I'm very excited. Uh, my me and my dad are doing something very exciting on April 13th. We're going to a uh, business person special at the okay. Citizens Bank Park, 1 p.m. game with my cousin and my brother, and then my dad and I are going from there to across the street to Wells Fargo Center to catch a Flyers game, second row off the glass. Dude, doubleheader different sports. Fuck yes. Never did it. Very, very fired up. It should be a lot of fun. Now, if the the Flyers were an NHL team this year, it would be even more fun. (laughs) But what can you do? You know what I mean? It's still going to be a great time. And, you know, and, uh, <laughs> April April 14th or 13th or whatever, we might be the only people in the building. We might be able to meet meet all the flyers, come into the locker room, but it it I'm, I'm fucking hype as hell. It's going to be a it's going to be a good ass time. I've never done anything even close to this cool. I don't think I've ever done a, a double header like that for sure. I mean, that, that's pretty exciting, especially with your dad. Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, I understand there's a lot of hype around the Phillies right now. They made some pretty cool free agent acquisitions. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they always suck me in, mm-hmm. but I am still trying to, like, keep them at a distance because they've been so shitty for so long and have been underperforming. And, yes, the Flyers are just a tire fire at this point, but – whatever like it's it's still entertainment still a nhl hockey game i still love them you know what i mean you know who they're playing let me check right now that's a good question i was thinking about uh as i was powering down my uh computer uh my company computer today to jump on here like what are we going to talk about? I didn't really think, give this any thought. And I do have like some strong hockey takes of not hockey. Well, yeah, hockey takes, but especially flyers takes of recent. Cause I don't know all of a sudden there, there's a lot of like Philly non, non flyers, hockey fans, like 
criticizing the organization all of a sudden now that they are realizing how god awful they are. And it's just very frustrating as a longtime hockey fan, especially Flyers fan, to hear these like I don't want to call them outside voices. Like I don't want to say like we don't want your opinions. Like I want you to like my sport, but you need a little bit of understanding as to how this sport is so niche and so different from the other three major sports before you fucking come in with haymakers to the team. Like uh, you just Are you talking about people within the city fandom that aren't yes. necessarily fly? Okay. Okay. Right. And all of a sudden they're like, you know, they're kind of scratching the surface of, wow, this team has been really mediocre at best for all of Claude Giroux's career. And like they, they t- I'm not saying they're all pointing the finger at Claude Giroux as being the problem, but they're that, that type of fan that are like, well, this guy's been the captain through this entire stretch of mediocrity. He must be part of the problem. And now they traded Claude Giroux and they're, even worse, what do you know that right. they traded their best fucking player and they're just a just even bigger disaster um I don't know like i I don't want to go on such like a addled rant about hockey, but like so much of what I wanted to say about hockey has to do with the salary cap, and I think that is a basic misunderstanding for so many fans is that the salary cap in hockey it's a fucking hard cap mm-hmm. and it is low mm-hmm. and it really does um, crunch teams Mm -hmm. and not just the flyers. Like it's definitely affecting the flyers because they're not good at handing out contracts. Um, But even the good, even the good teams like Colorado and Tampa and Florida, like they draft well and they eventually just have to trade players because they can't afford them because the salary cap is so restrictive. Yes. And like, and then furthermore, like the, the the biggest comparison I think with hockey is to basketball, and I get it because it's five v five. But the big difference is that like in basketball, the game is a forty eight minute game, and a guy like Joel Embiid plays thirty eight of those minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to break down the percentage right now, but that's a high percentage of the minutes being played by your best player. In hockey, it's a sixty minute game. And your best player, Claude Giroux, plays twenty of them. And that's a that's a monster amount of minutes. Any player if you're averaging twenty minutes, you're a warrior in the league. You're yeah. you're and uh that's what, one third of the game? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I don't know. I just need to go on a rant about also, hockey. Also it's for like a there. the league I'm sure it's what they wanted. The league the I mean, it looks it, they look the for whatever reason the team looks so bad this year but more than any other league i think the nhl is such a league of parity where the the way they set it up with the cap and everything it's like every team is so close to each other and it's it's those teams that are able like you said to draft well to get very productive years out of very young players that are not making a ton of money mixed with the high level players that they do have signed. Those are the teams that win because once they're off their rookie contract, then you have hard decisions to make and it's, it's very difficult to um, balance that. And we've talked about it before. It's like 
the Flyers seem to have a problem in their player development, right? It's like uh, either they're they're scouting, they're drafting something. Something stinks because just uh, and I mean it makes you nervous for this year because the the silver lining out of a year like this is like we're gonna have a and I'm a guy that says we when I'm talking about my teams get off my ass but uh, we're gonna have a, a a very high pick and it's like if you look back historically. We missed out on, uh, I mean, he's a piece of shit, but Patrick Kane by a co- literal coin flip. We were tied with the worst record in the league with the Chicago Blackhawks. Lost the coin flip. They got Patrick Kane. We got James Van Riemsdyk. Which- Ooh, like, look, like right now, he, he's he's not good. Like, he's actually been a huge disappointment this year especially compared to the contract he's getting. <laughs> um, For sure. But, like, as a second overall pick, and, and if you look back at that draft, like, he's been, he's a really good NHL player. Mm-hmm. He's not. But still, I was, he's not Patrick Kane. He's in a different, different category completely than Patrick Kane. Our most recent second overall pick was Nolan Patrick, who didn't pan out. And, and now, and that one, like, I don't want to even want to, I don't think that's player development. I think he actually just stinks. <laughs> yeah. But, but recently, um, who was it? I forget. Someone did a, someone did an interview. Uh, oh, Bobby Clark did like a mm. podcast interview slamming, uh, Hextall, which is easy to do in hindsight. But, uh, according to him, he was saying, uh, uh, yeah, we were saying don't draft him. Um, because we knew he sucked. We were like, draft the guy uh Kale Colorado, McCarr. right? Which, I mean, is very easy to say in hindsight. It's very tough in that. Because Nolan Patrick was appointed by all of hockey media as the consensus number two, number one or number two pick. And uh, he yeah, like previous he to the, to this previous to the junior hockey season he played where he got hurt he was the consensus number one Mm -hmm. and then he got hurt and then it was nico he and he you know so so how's his career going he's he's been great Uh, great he's not an he's not a he's not an uh, a superstar but he's great okay the the guy uh i guess that is probably the number one center in jersey is uh, Hughes and he's actually like a superstar. Yeah. So to have like he sure will probably be the number two. They they have pieces. Yeah. But then again, Jersey's I don't know. Who, who knows that 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 team has been trash for a while as well. Anyway, my my point being that like it just gets frustrating when like I'm here to welcome people to hockey yeah. and enjoy my sport. But like, it's almost like when, when gritty got introduced and we all dunked on gritty's mm-hmm. introduction as Philly fans. And then once outsiders dunked on them, we were like, Whoa, 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 fuck whoa. off. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. This is our mascot. Yeah. You don't dunk on our mascot. Yes. And then, yes. Turns out Gritty's goddamn awesome. Mm-hmm. Whole different story. You, I think you get my comparison, though. It's like... No, I fully... Like, as a hockey guy, you're a hockey guy, I'm a hockey guy. I want I want hockey... I want as many hockey fans as possible. But when you... But also, 
if you don't know what you're talking about, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's very frustrating to hear dumbasses talk about things you love. Yeah. Which is a problem with sports. Especially here, which is a conversation we've had before. And uh how nasty and bad it is. Like it's uh, it's 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 it, Man, like my my brain's racing now, but it's it's almost like politics. Like once you say a key word or a key phrase, I just immediately like shut down. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you if you tell me that you think Claude Giroux is the problem, I immediately shut down, and I don't want to have a conversation with you about hockey because like I don't I don't want to sit here and explain to you how everything you think about the sport of hockey is completely wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I just can't I can't. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I uh let's talk about Drew a little bit because uh rare very rare is it that uh someone he played his he played 1000 games for the Flyers. He's been with us forever, you know what I mean? For as long as I can remember, he's been a constant on the Flyers and uh it was either 09 or 010, or 09 or 010. It was either 09 or 2010 mm-hmm. that he was like a rookie. Go ahead. Sorry. And to, I feel like it was 09. I don't know if he was a, because 2010 was the cup run, right? It was. And he was like the third line center mm-hmm. behind Richards and Carter. Oh my God. Seriously. <laughs> so, um, that game seven, um, uh, uh, so the Flyers were in the uh, conference semifinals. Flyers were down three games though to the Boston Bruins, right? I want to say it was the Eastern Conference Final. No, 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 because the Eastern it was Conference just the Final. Semis? The because then they Conference played final, Montreal. Montreal. My dad and yeah. I went to the elimination game where they knocked them out of the playoffs, which was mm-hmm. a wild atmosphere. That was nuts, but. Uh, but so, so they were down 3-0, came back, tied at 3-3, and then I was in Atlantic City for a wedding. And we were at a bar in Atlantic City. Uh, I want to say it was in the Tropicana or something. It was like a Wild West bar, and uh, there was a band playing. But they also had the TVs on in the bar, and um, nobody in the bar was paying attention to the band at all. Every verbal reaction in the bar had nothing to do with the songs they were playing it just had to do with the <laughs> hockey game and in that hockey game the flyers went down three nothing early and it looked bad and then they crawled the, back yeah it was in the first in the first because they didn't have a fucking goaltender if they just would have had a fucking goalie they would have been stanley cup champions but said we are trotting out Michael Layton and mm-hmm. Brian Boucher, hoping that they would be hot that night. <sighs> but anyway, so uh, the band was definitely pissed off that no one gave a shit about them. <laughs> like uh, everyone was just going ape shit, and that was that was a that was a lot of fun. That was a that was a great run, twenty ten. So, so wait, did you see? You 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 were at the Mont- the Flyers Montreal game where they knocked him out of the playoffs and like moved on to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. So were you there for like the shift, the Mike Richards shift, where he like uh-huh. scored shorthanded or whatever? Yeah. Dude, I'm getting like 
teared up thinking about that. That's fucking incredible. What an atmosphere. Like, like the build, like if that was at the, they, they said the spectrum used to literally shake, but it was mm-hmm. damn close at the, the core state center, which it isn't called, but I'll always call it that. I don't even know what core states is, but, uh, it's always a brand I'll love, but yeah, it was, uh, and, um, I think it, Montreal used to have a, they, I think Montreal does the ole, 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 ole chant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the, the entire building was just doing that for like, since the, from the time the game ended until we walked out <laughs> to the parking lot, the whole place was just doing the ole chant. And, uh, yeah, the shift was just, uh, my God. Because in that game, they went down early, too, with a weak-ass goal, because their goalie sucked. But, <laughs> God damn, that was, that was great. That was great. I never saw a Stanley Cup game in person, but, but that, was, uh, that, was, that was a shit ton of fun. I'm glad, we, I'm glad we went to that. Well, my fun story about that run is that, you're right, uh, the, the Boston series semi-final or whatever, <clears throat> um, before the series even started, I bought tickets for my dad's birthday to go to game six. Because nice. I was like, well, it'll go at least six. And then they go down three games to none. <laughs> and I'm like, not only is my team going to get knocked out of the playoffs, but I don't have a fucking gift for my dad for his birthday. <laughs> like, hey, dad, I, I did get you this. It's useless now, but you can see the thought. And I, I'd never have purchased tickets in the playoffs in advance, so I've never experienced, like, how does that process go where you don't get to go to the game? I was like, just going to ask, do you get that money back or what? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, 2010, I'm, like, uh, 27, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention to the fine print or any of that shit. No um, anyway. Uh, that that was my fun. Uh, but then you did get to, to go to run. Game Six. Yes, so we did get to, get to go to Game Six. It was it was quite frankly a little boring. It was like a two one victory, obviously, because they took it to a Game Seven mm-hmm. where they eventually won. But still, got to give Dad his birthday present. Oh man! And back then, twenty ten, the fucking Phillies were fucking good as shit. You know, dude. I, I was working at Appetites when there there's, you know, there's still, like, I think March Madness going on. No, may, maybe that's an exaggeration. No. D- yeah, that that's definitely an exaggeration. But there was, like, there was a Phillies game. Flyers are playing the Chicago Blackhawks in a Stanley Cup final game. <laughs> and... That 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 was when Roy Halladay was like throwing a no hitter against like the Marlins. And oh yeah, the perfect game. At, or yeah, perfect game. Perfect or something. Game and the fu- that was like game one of the fucking finals too. And like and like everybody at the bar is kind of like screaming and yelling about what they want on each TV because like two epic events are happening at the same time. Yeah. And I I thank God I was I was managing but brad was there also to like oversee the chaos and he like took over the tvs yeah, yeah. so he dealt with that issue but it was just like <laughs> i don't need such that a shit. rare yeah. moment in time man my 
God, it's so much better when the teams are good. It's so fun. And I'm uh, – so the Phillies completely – so the first thing they did in this truncated offseason was sign a, a fucking Adubal Cabrera. Is that his name? Adubal Herrera. Herrera. Yeah. Herrera. Which, but remember when they also had a Struble Cabrera yes. on the team, <laughs> <laughs> which sucks. Uh, he's the, you know, he, uh, is an abuser and he sucks at baseball. And it's like, this is what you're doing. This is your fucking signing. Mm-hmm. But then it f- almost feels like the, the fan base bullied the Phillies into signing two major fucking, uh, free agent bats and now since there's no such thing as uh since both leagues have a dh it's like fuck it sign every player that you can and for the first time in their their history the phillies are over the luxury tax which you have to be now since the owner of the mets is an insane rich person it's like uh this is a this is a uh, salary cap free league if you want to win, you got to spend money. Well, quite frankly, like <clears throat> I, the Phillies have money hanging out their fucking ass. They just do. They're owned by Comcast, dude. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> go ahead. Right. So, so anyway, so they spent all this money. They got this lineup. Odubel's been hurt. He hasn't been around at all. He might lose his spot in the like. I'm. Mickey Moniak, if he fucking plays is that, you know what I mean? He could never come back, which would be ideal. But anyway, <laughs> it, it, they, they went from, fuck this, I hate this team. You ruined my summer before it even started, to uh, let's go Phils, baby. Dude, people are hype. Like, I, I don't spend a ton of time at bars anymore, but when I do, like, People are talking about the Phillies right now. Yeah, it's exciting. They're going to hit. They're going to score a bunch of runs. They're probably going to give up a bunch of runs. They don't have the best fielding in the league by any stretch. And uh, pitching is a question mark as always. But they're going to mash the shit out of the ball, which is fucking exciting. You know what I mean? So I don't I'm sorry. I don't mean to backtrack. But when you were talking about your uh, situation at the casino and the live band, but mm. no one gave a shit because you're watching live sports. Mm. Uh, my comparison to that is 2008 when the Phillies oh. did eventually win the World Series. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I was living with my buddy uh, Nick, who still works at Appetites. And once upon a time here in Westchester, Bam Margera opened up um, The Note. The which Note. Was like, you know, it's like a small bar slash music venue and mm-hmm. and when i mean small like the stage is like barely able to hold five band members on it oh, wow. um so it's like a tight like very intimate ass- atmosphere so great and off the bat they got a ton of like big name bands mm-hmm. it was cool and this for was a while. when bam margera was like you know he was like that name carried a lot of weight for sure. I mean, now this now is, it's kind of like Bam Margera sad. Back then it was Bam Margera mm-hmm. cool. Yep. Yeah. So Especially in Westchester. He's like a oh god. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So 
my one of my favorite bands, and at the time was probably my favorite band. Thrice Hell is playing yeah. at the Note. Hell so yeah! So my buddy, my buddy Nick and I, we go, and it's I want to say it's like Game Six against the Dodgers. <laughs> Whichever game that Matt Stairs hits that epic home run. Matt Stairs rips one into the night. I want to say that was like the the clinching game, too, to like send them to the World Series. Now, like, you know, I'm there to see Thrice, and I'm like super hype. And I'm initially watching the band, and I'm pumped. But then like, oh, over at the bar, here's the Phillies. And by the end of the night, I'm not even paying attention to the band that I love. I fucking – I've seen Thrice like probably like 10 times in my life. (laughs) And I don't give a shit about what they're playing. And I'm over at the bar like just losing my mind about the Phillies and then eventually Matt stares, you know. And that that's my story about like totally not paying attention to one event over the other. That's tough, man. Cause I mean, we don't have a lot of those in Philadelphia as Philadelphia sports fans. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Most of our lives, I mean, the flyers for, I feel like they've been bad recently in my recent life. Mm-hmm. In the '90s and stuff, they were always there. They were always right there. You know, they were well, always in the know, playoffs. Pre-salary cap, you could just spend your way out of problems. Mm-hmm. But uh, recent memory, it's been rough. Phillies, aside from you know, oh seven to twelve. Yeah. It was 07 to like eleven or twelve that they were legitimately awesome. They, were they awesome. really were. But besides, but. Up besides ninety three, which is kind of like a, you know, a, a, a wild, crazy, fucking out of nowhere thing. They kind were of an anomaly. Awful, awful. <laughs> ninety five to fucking two thousand. The early they until basically Jim Tomey until like oh three. They were awful, so bad, <laughs> just like. Desi Relaford, you know what I mean? Just like fucking absolute trash. Rico Bronya. Rico Bronya. I almost got his autograph, but my pen wouldn't work. They <laughs> they just sucked. Eagles, you know, they were you know Andy Reid era. They're always there. Always Andy and Andy and Donovan honestly were fun years. For like sure. they legitimately were like very very good. Look back fondly on that era. They they mm-hmm. could they never got over the hump, but they were always there. And uh, fuck all. This is just another thing about being a sport like those the Angelo and all those fucking adult losers who paint their face and went up to the draft and booed Donovan because they didn't draft fucking Ricky Williams. Fuck all those guys. They're all fucking nerds. Uh, and the Sixers, nineties. Awful, terrible. I didn't see them when they were good until they got Allen Iverson, which was like um, a couple really good years. Obviously, they went to the finals, but again, it was always it was always like the media being just like didn't matter how good anyone was. It was like Allen Iverson. He doesn't, you know, he's like he's always uh, going out and he he's not respectful. It's like shut the fuck up with your coded language. You just don't like black people. But, uh, and then, uh, post Iverson, 
terrible. <laughs> I or remember like the, the hype Andre around. Iguodala years, and it, it was always like maybe make the eight seed and get bounced in the first right, round. Right. And like Andre Iguodala is a nice player. He's but a he's number not, two. He's not a number yeah, exactly. one. And then it was like they made like that the insane hype around signing Elton Brand. You know what I mean? <laughs> or before that, it was like Chris Webber. <laughs> Ah, oh, yeah, that was supposed to, that trade for Chris Chris excuse me, Chris Weber. At first it was like Wait. all right. But then quick very quickly it was like Oh, he's done. He's washed. <laughs> yeah, oh, he doesn't have any knees anymore. Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, great. And Alan Iverson and Chris Weber, who th- I don't know. But I want to I want to tell a quick story about Alan Iverson <clears throat> or I'm sorry, just just 2001, you know. He is the star of the team that mm-hmm. takes him to the finals mm-hmm. against the Lakers. They're mm-hmm. heavy underdog. Mm-hmm. Um, I was graduating high school, mm-hmm. and I had my like graduation party at my house. You know, it, it was it was an awesome party that Let like my parents. This. Did your parents let you drink? No, no. Okay, there was keg of. Uh, birch beer i think like a proper keg of yes, birch beer. That rocks. there was a keg of normal beer yeah. so like my brother his friends were there getting drunk and like all the adults were getting drunk and then also like you know high schoolers were just hanging out having a time hitting the birch um, but then like my dad <laughs> and it wasn't even really like i don't even think i requested it i think he just did it on his own mm-hmm. crabs are you know 20 something inch zenith tube tv from our basement Mm. and just like unhooks it carries it upstairs and we're all outside you know because it's june it's gorgeous this is where we're having the party in general brings it outside into the backyard and like puts it on a, a little makeshift table and then, like, runs somehow, just, like, runs cords from his workshop through, like, one of those, like, Stormwell windows yeah, yeah. to the TV to then, like, have Sixers game one <laughs> so that everyone can watch. And next thing you know, it's like, no one even gives a shit that we're at you know, a, a high school graduation party, like every single person's just dialed into this game yeah. and like cheering and ranting and raving in, you know, the backyard of the house I grew up. And like, it was just so much fun. Like, it, like that was the game they won too, right? That was the, yes. this Tyrone Lou step over game. Oh my God. That, Epic. Yeah. That fucking rocks. That, that went that, on. That team truly game, captured the city. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But, but uh, that reminds me, um of uh the oath was it the oh three run the Eagles went to the uh Super Bowl? Oh four was oh, when they four. actually made it to the Super Bowl. But it was like oh one, oh two, oh three. So it went like they lost so I think the Rams, mm-hmm. then it was like the Bucks which in was two. which sucked. That, that was, was devastating to me. That felt like the last one game at the, the vet. They always like a, rail. They fucking crushed the Bucks whenever they played them. That I want to say it was like sixteen to nine kind of score. So it was just like this. And slow it was like bleeding. The, the first drive, they fucking uh, Brian Mitchell runs back a fucking kick, and then like two plays later, Deuce runs in a fucking touchdown. It was like we're going to the fucking Super Bowl, and then they just 
Joe Jarevicious said, fuck you guys. Fuck Joe Jarevicious. But O three, I want to say it was Panthers with Jake DeLome. Which when, sucked. And that was also when I think McNabb threw like three picks or something mm-hmm. to Danny Manning Jr. Uh, and continue. O four was the actual Super Bowl run so against the cheating Patriots. So, yeah, the Super Bowl run was the uh, the uh, the game, the uh, NFC Championship versus the uh, Michael Vick dog murdering uh and the, he's probably murdering dogs left and right at this point. Uh, the the uh, Atlanta Falcons in their bad uniforms, uh, with their it was like white with like red shoulders. It was so stupid. Just wear the fucking black. The blacks are so clean. The fucking Deion Sanders Falcons. You anyway? This is not well, here nor there. That is a separate discussion, but I think like typically the home team wears their their colors. So the oh no, if you wear, but they can wear it. But the just the it was like the the design of it. It was like white, but then the shoulders were red. If like it was just a straight clean white or something, it's just it was just very ugly. But anyway, um, so so my dad uh, loves to throw parties. Always has. And for that one, he decided to do a tailgate party, which meant um, you'd have the uh, the family Durango parked out in the driveway in front of our house, and he had the the 20-inch Zenith, you know, 500-pound <laughs> TV in the back of it with the wires run to it, with the game playing on the TV, you know what I mean? And uh, everyone's out in the in our front yard in the front of the driveway watching, fucking drinking beers, screaming, having fun. And then they fucking did it, dude. They fucking won. They went to the finals, and it was uh, it was a it was a great, great, great party. And then we we try we did it later years, and they uh, uh, lost. And I my dad smashed the TV in the driveway. <laughs> But, but we definitely had uh, plenty of, uh, you know, the outdoor TV party, especially at that time, which was like you had to you had to somehow hope you had a fucking coax cable long enough to go from your inside wall jack up out through the window across the yard to the back of your TV. You had to rig up some long ass fucking extension cord to plug it in. Dude, you really had to plan ahead. Like it, it was a process. It was a great party. It was it was so it was so fun. That yeah. Falcons game, like I will never forget when I want to say that like the Eagles were salting the clock at the end of it, you know, with the lead, mm-hmm. and they like got the final first down or something to basically ice clinch. Yeah, yeah, and. and Maybe Atlanta was going to call some timeouts, but it was like all for naught. Who knows? But I just remember like Donovan McNabb just like fucking like pumping his arms, like going nuts because he knew like they were finally going to win and go to the Super Bowl. And he had just lost the NFC championship game three three straight years. Donovan was a weird guy, Mm -hmm. you know, but man, he... He truly did en- endure some bullshit in this fucking godforsaken sports town. You Which know, is, like uh, the quarterback of the Eagles is an impossible spot to be in, 
And I'm not just being a liberal snowflake. It's even harder as a black guy, I would say. I mean, nobody, it seems like, wants Jalen Hurts to be the guy. You know what I mean? The The hot take is to be like, well, he's all right, but, you know, he's just not the guy. What are you basing that off of? And I'm not saying it's just because he's black, whatever. But, but Donovan got an enormous amount of shit. And... He also had some personality issues that, you know, didn't exactly roll with the punches, which would I roll with the punches? Probably not. I'd probably pull with Ben Simmons if people talked to me like they talked to Donovan McNabb. I would just never play. But anyway, yeah, he 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 went through so much shit, but he was he was gigantic. He had a fucking rocket arm. He was a mobile quarterback. He would and and um and uh you know who do you bl- who who i guess there's equal blame to go to him andy reed at the time uh i, I guess play in, calling in, in the clutch and 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 his performance in the clutch wasn't what I mean, he hell, wanted even, to be andy you know he just lost in the afc championship game this year mm-hmm. when he was heavy favorite against the fucking Bengals. so like i don't know yeah, there's blame to go around. I think in hindsight, though, I think you just brought up Ben Simmons and watching Carson Wentz, their departures from this city are kind of very similar. And now I think back on Donovan's years even better. Like, I always was a big Donovan defender. Like, mm-hmm. I love that guy. Mm-hmm. Five, and, baby. Yeah, like, you know, and, and that statement, you know, five will always love you. Like that, that's kind of a weird statement to make. Like strange he's, guy. he's a straight odd cat. Yeah, exactly. Strange. Guy. But what he did on the field and the abuse he took from the press, the fans, like I can respect him even more now watching what fucking Ben Simmons and Carson Wentz did mm-hmm. in this town. Mm-hmm. I think that's the point I'm trying to make. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, if you listen to yeah, 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 it sucks. It sucks. He puked. You know what I mean. But then there, the thing is, like, especially in Delaware County, you got to listen to dumb motherfuckers say shit like, "I don't even want to say." I don't even want to say it because I don't want it to be clipped and put online and get my ass roasted. But there's a lot. <laughs> of dumbass racist dudes in this part of Pennsylvania. Uh, you know what I mean? I don't want to get any further than that, but they say dumbass shit. But mm-hmm. but quite literally the NFL should hand that championship to the Eagles cuz the fucking Patriots cheat. Tom Brady cheats. He never did nothing in his whole career without cheating. The Flake Gate. Right? And uh Spygate. Oh yeah, that was Spygate. That was Spygate. That wasn't yeah. even Deflate Gate. Uh, Deflate Gate was later with fucking Andrew Luck against Fuck. the Colts. Shit. Yeah, they cheated numerous times. Makes the team sucks. Fuck them so hard. Just makes me so happy. Like, like it was just so much added fuel to the fire for when the Eagles beat the Patriots, just a giant middle finger to them to go fuck themselves. That was a great team. And, I mean, goddamn. 
I remember three quarters of the way through that season, uh, dumbasses, dumbass hosts on WIP saying like, I just don't think Doug's the guy. Doug's not the, I just don't, uh, that's just me. Uh, the, for me, Doug's not the guy. What are you basing that off of? You're, you're just saying shit. And then like, and here's something that is always stuck in my crawl. Charlie Manuel, God bless him. Came into the city and had his intelligence relentlessly attacked because he talks with a southern accent and he's old. You know what I mean? His he wasn't was a great like public speaker, but right. like yeah. Right. Go ahead. So that equated to the media saying, This guy's dumb. Like attacking him on a personal level for his intelligence relentlessly. Motherfucker brings us a fucking world championship. And then, if you remember, when he got fired, uh, Sports Radio WIP did a tribute to Charlie. A whole fucking day of, of, uh, of, of talking about how much they love Charlie Manuel. After they relentlessly attacked the man's intelligence for years. Just makes me sick to my stomach. And Charlie endures. I love Charlie Manuel. I love seeing him on the bench in spring training. He's he he's uh we love Charlie Manuel. Fuck Howard Eskin. Fuck Angelo Cataldi and all those fucking losers. Thank God he's retiring. But yeah, it's funny how like you can see the correlation between <clears throat> If you're talking to someone about, you know, their politics and you're like, well, where are you getting this information from? And they're like, Breitbart. You're like, Uh, okay, that's your problem. Or like, you know, you're you're talking to someone about the flyers and they're like, what is this based off of this opinion? They're like, well, I was listening to, you know, WIP today. And I'm like, well, that's your first problem. Okay. Yep. Like. Once again, I I can't talk to you anymore. (laughs) Like this, this is where the conversation ends because. I, I can't like unravel all of your false opinions. I don't want to scream at a brick wall and just get pissed off. You know what? I'll go over here and just punch myself in the balls for an hour instead. I'd much we'll, rather do. We'll that. accomplish the same things. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, sports heavy this week, folks. But you know what I mean? We're a couple I had of a lot dudes. On my dudes. No, yeah, no. I had a lot on my mind. I'm with you. I'm with you. You saw that Nick Cast? How do you say his name? Castellanos. Castellanos. You saw that home run he hit the other day? No, like I said, I'm, I'm like still keeping my distance from getting totally engrossed in the Phillies, especially in spring training. I'm like, eh, they're fun to watch. They're fun to watch. I am. I do follow plenty of people on Twitter that love the Phillies, so I do see what's going on. That's going to be a hell of a year. And we're we're excited for it. We love summer. It's going to be the summer of uh, dingers. We're going to score a ton of runs. Let's just hope we can stop them. Who's in the Phillies bullpen? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Is Jamie Moyer still there? <laughs> <laughs> I got Jamie Moyer's autograph on a hat. That fucking rules. I want to say uh, Kyle Kendrick. Is he he's still playing for the Phillies. I don't know, man. So Kyle Kendrick was the bad starter in that whole era when they were really good. And I want to say every single 
fucking game I went to during the whole run there. Kyle Kendrick was fucking starting. <laughs> so Dude. I couldn't, I never saw fucking Cole Hamill's pitch. I never saw Roy or fucking Cliff Lee. Every time I went, it was Kyle Kendrick. Great. There was a year that my brother and I went to a good amount of games and every single time it was Kyle Kendrick. So then uh, like the next year, he just made a point to make sure it wasn't Kyle Kendrick <laughs> pitching. <laughs> God bless Not, and, and he he wasn't awful. Like he just you're right. Like he was the weak weak link. He was yeah. the fifth starter the fifth in that starter, amazing yeah. rotation. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Is the Batman good? Should I watch it? You should. I just saw it on TV. Is it on HBO Max already? I think it's still in theater, so that's doubtful. It's just on HBO Max commercial. I don't know. Okay. I have something to watch tonight uh, as I sit on my phone and jack off three times because it's three and a half hours long. It is a long movie. Um, but it is a WB movie, and I feel like they have tended to throw shit on HBO Max pretty quick. So I don't know. I'll check it out. Anyway, I guess we should get out of here. It's uh, It's nearly midnight. I think we accomplished our mission here. What time's uh, young Kaki at home on uh, Friday nights? She actually just got home. Oh, good. Well, go see your lovely wife. I'm going to go root around the refrigerator. Uh, I actually took a nap. I woke up at 9.50. When I texted you and you said 10 minutes, I had just woken up. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. So I'm going to get something to eat. I'm probably going to uh, slam a couple more Mick Ultras uh, because if you listen to the monthly episode, uh, we are flush with Mick Ultras. We have probably three cases at least. That's like 90 beers. So we got some Mick Ultras to get down. Uh, Timmy, it was great to talk to you, my brother. Always a pleasure. And uh, I'll be talking to you soon. Yeah. Signing off, uh, I'm Timmy, and listen to Pop Addled. I always forget to plug my podcast. <laughs> Please listen to Pop Addled, one of my favorite podcasts. And listen to Timmy and I on Com Majors. True. We talk about Bull Durham. Bull Good movie. Durham. A lot of fun. And uh, please follow me on Twitch for crying out loud. Super Dino Mike. And that's it. And we'll see you next week. Month. I don't know. Bye.